Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I am that dude, Bodkins. Patty da Patty. That's ridiculous. No way. There's nobody else out there. He's your guy. Give a big round of applause for the one and only Bodkin Show. I'm going to repeat that again, folks. I didn't stutter. Welcome to the Bodkins Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another great episode of the Bodkins Show. I am that dude, Bodkins, as always. Uh, it is our weekly wrap-up show. Typically, we have uh, do this on Thursday, but uh, everything got shifted in life uh, for me this week. Uh, so we're putting it out on Friday. Get you ready for New Year's Eve uh, tomorrow. And uh, we have two days left of what was a wild and crazy 2022. So... Uh, if you missed it last night, please uh, check out our Week 17 NFL Week Preview Show. Uh, Mr. First Down, who covers all things Titans, joined us. Uh, we talked Titans. We made picks. Uh, got a lot of uh, talk about the Titans, about how they are on the rebuild, how they are uh, working. They're going to have to tear this whole thing down. So if you missed that, please check that out. Uh, tonight, Today's uh, morning show going to be a little different. Uh, at the back end, we're going to give out some MMA awards uh, along with um, we got uh, the Bodkins NBA Power Rankings. So there's all that, and uh, we will uh, get ready here. So let's start out with the week. Uh, we got to break down these college football games. It's finally here. The college playoffs start tomorrow. I'm excited. It's uh, TCU, Michigan. Off, obviously off the start, and actually what we'll do before we get into that, let's uh, break down some of these other games that have happened in the past week. Let me open up the ESPN app. Here we go. Uh, in case you've been missing it like I have because you've been busy. Uh, so since I think the last time we spoke was right before Christmas. Uh, so we had the uh, mortgage, the mortgage bowl. Wake Forest beat Missouri twenty-seven seventeen. Uh, Houston, Louisiana, Louis Houston wins twenty-three sixteen in the Independence Bowl. The Hawaii Bowl. You had M MTSU beat San Diego State twenty-five twenty-three in the uh, Quick Lane Bowl twenty-four nineteen. Uh, New Mexico State beats Bowling Green. The Camilla Bowl. Buffalo beats Georgia Southern. Uh, in the first re responder bowl, Memphis beats Utah State. The Tick Master Bring Him Bowl, Bring Him Bowl, East Carolina beats Coastal Carolina 53-29. Wisconsin wins the Guaranteed Rate Bowl over Oklahoma State 24-17. The Military Bowl, Duke wins over UCF 30-13. Uh, Arkansas beats Kansas 55-33 in the Liberty Bowl. That was a wild game. Went to like three overtimes. Oregon beats. Uh, North Carolina in the Holiday Bowl, 28-27. Texas Tech beats Ole Miss in the Texas Bowl, 42-25. Uh, yesterday's games in the Pinstripe Bowl, Minnesota beats Syracuse, 28-20. In the Cheez-It Bowl, Florida State beats Oklahoma, 35-32. In the Alamo Bowl, Washington beats Texas, 27-20. So then we get into tomorrow's playoff games. Uh, it's finally here. It's TCU, Michigan. I uh, remember TCU 12-1 coming off the loss uh, to Kansas State in the bowl game or in the Big 12 title game. And then you got undefeated Michigan going at it. Uh, Michigan is the favorite at 7.5, folks. Yeah, I'm riding with the Wolverines here. Give me Michigan at uh, 7.5. Boom, baby. Uh, the next thing we got, we have uh, TCU, or sorry, Ohio State in Georgia. The Buckeyes coming off the last time we saw them, they got demolished by the Wolverines. Uh, Michigan, or Ohio State is the dog here, playing the undefeated Bulldogs, the reigning defending champions. Georgia at minus six and a half. Yeah, give me the Bulldogs, baby. It's Bulldogs, Wolverines. In the playoff champion, in the college football playoff championship, 
We'll see what happens. It's going to be all played on the field tomorrow. Uh, when is the national? The national title game is a week, January 9th, so a week from Monday. So we'll see who's going to, who's winning here. Uh, I really like this. I think George, I think George is winning the whole thing, folks. I think they're the best team in all of college football. So uh, I, I don't see any one of these teams beating them. They're going to win this whole damn thing again. Kirby Smart is building himself a program. Uh, they're they're going to be back to, I think, back-to-back -back, uh, playoff champs, uh, national champs. I, I just don't think Michigan has the firepower. I think they can get past TCU, and I, I just don't think Ohio State has the firepower or the defense to stop Georgia. Georgia is so damn good. Uh, I, I like Georgia. Remember, this is a team that lost, what, 7 of 11 defensive starters in the draft last year. So, uh, And they just rebuild. They retooled, and they're right back at it. So give me Georgia to win the whole damn thing. Uh, let's get into the – some uh, NCAA basketball. I'm just going to give you your top. No big news here in the old college basketball yet. Uh, as conference play is now started, but did want to give you guys the uh, top 10 here. And, uh, oh, that was football. Oh, nope. In the uh, NCAA, uh, Purdue still undefeated at 12-0. UConn, the only other team in the top 10 that's undefeated, uh, at 13-0. Houston at 12-1. Kansas at 11-1. 4. Arizona at 5 at 12-1. Texas at 6 at 10-1. Tennessee uh, at 7 at 10-2. Alabama at 10-2 at, uh, at 8 Arkansas eleven and one at nine. Gonzaga ten and, at ten and three, uh, number ten. So that ranks out your top ten in the college basketball. Got to get into the NBA here, folks. Um, it's the first. Let's talk of the NBA has now suspended eleven players from the Magic Pistons. Uh, I wouldn't really call it a brawl. Uh, one dude bashed another dude in the back of the head. He fell into the bench. His bench, like the bench, then like was kind of like felt like looked like they were holding down. Other bench players ran down on the piston side uh, to kind of help their guy out. And uh, the NBA has suspended eleven for two teams that don't really matter. So, more importantly, though. We got to talk about this LeBron James situation. LeBron's made some comments here, folks. Is he going to get out of L.A.? Uh, he has kind of just said, he kind of said, like, it's not in his DNA just to be playing ball, to be playing ball. He wants to win. Well, LeBron James should have told LeBron James, the general manager, when they put this team together, that this team wasn't going to win. Uh, they're not very good. Uh, now Anthony Davis is out for a while. Is LeBron James going to be looking to get out of La La Land, to move out of L.A. I don't think it's really worked out the way he wanted to. They do have, if you want to call it the bubble, they have one championship that was in the bubble. Outside of that, it has not been successful for the Lakers and LeBron. Uh, and, and who knows what would have happened if that championship wasn't in the bubble. It, but, uh, you know, here we are. LeBron could be moving out from L.A. He would have to get an ask for a trade. Uh, I, I don't know, you know. Uh, Craig is chiming in here. He said LeBron forgot uh, A.D. was made of glass. Yeah, Anthony Street Close Davis, who was putting up MVP numbers uh, before he got hurt, and everybody's like, oh, he could be MVP. And I just kept thinking, nah, he's going to get hurt eventually. Uh, this is Anthony Street Close Davis that we're talking about. So eventually he's going to get hurt. Um, personally, I just think, uh, I don't know. I, it, what's LeBron going to do? They're going to have to tear that whole thing down. They're not close. You look at them, they're just an old team. Uh, they Even in the offseason, they didn't make the, like great moves. The Lakers stink, folks. And LeBron James is going to win. He's going he's gonna to pass Kareem as the all-time leading scorer. But it just hasn't worked out for him in L.A. Does he go back to Cleveland? 
Kenny forces our way back to Cleveland and join the team. That team looks more championship ready than uh, the Lakers do. It's possible. Le LeBron will have to figure it out because they're not going nowhere. They're not winning anytime soon. LeBron James won't win another championship in a Laker uniform. At least I, I don't see how he does. Unless something drastically changes the 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 you know the landscape of the NBA, but the way it is right now, give me uh give me the field over the Lakers. I, and LeBron's getting up there in age. Uh, they don't have any other good young pieces. Like Craig said, Anthony Davis made a glass. Anthony Street closed Davis. Isn't getting it done. Uh, let's get into the. Bodkin's NBA power rankings here, the BNBA PR. Um, here we go. Number one, I got the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, they're number two in the East, 22 and 12. They're 10 and 0 uh, in their last 10, riding the NBA's longest winning streak. I mean, KD, say what you want about KD and Kyrie, but hey, the way this team's playing right now, this is the team that we thought they were going to be. Maybe Steve Nash was the problem. Uh, since he has left, they've kind of turned this ship around. And they're number two in the East. Got to change. I, I mean, you got, as long as Katie and Kyrie can stay healthy, when you got two of the, uh, two what, top 10 NBA players on your team, you're going to go far, kids. Uh, Kyrie, for, for what it's worth, like, hey, he's out there every day now. I mean, he was banged up a little bit. And then KD, Still a walking bucket, uh, you know, 13, 14, 15 years in the league here. Still can get it done. Uh, you look at the uh, my number two team. I got the Denver Nuggets, the reigning MVP, uh, Djokovic. They're 22 and 12, two, eight and two in their last 10. Uh, give me the Nuggets. Uh, I like that team. And they're fully healthy with Jamal Murray, Djokovic. Uh, they got some other pieces, Aaron Gordon on that team, uh, Porter on that team. The Nuggets got a squad, folks. Can they stay healthy long enough to, to get to the finals, Western Conference finals? We'll see. Uh, I think that it seems like they're always a good regular season team, but how good can they be in the postseason is yet to be answered. I think they, they got to make it to the Western Conference Finals this year, if healthy. Like, that's their – and maybe even – and then at that point in time, just kind of depends on who they're matched up with and then get to the finals. Uh, my number three team, I got Boston, 26-10. Uh, and 10. Uh, I mean, Jason Tatum looks like an MVP-type caliber player. Uh, again, they, they've grown. They got the uh, – Jalen Brown, they added some nice pieces again in the offseason to add to that bench. Uh, that team looks like it could win the East again very easily. Uh, I'd like to see them and the Nets kind of go at it. I remember the, the Celtics bounced the Nets out in like pretty much a sweep, a gentleman sweep in the first round last year. Uh, my number four team, surprise team of the year here, uh, the Pelicans, 22-12 and 12 leading the West, all the number one team out in the West. Uh, I have just the Nuggets, just a slight edge of them in my power rankings, but I, I like the Pelicans here. I mean, they've made the trade for C.J. McCollum. Ingram is a stud. Zion looks healthy and skinny. Uh, he is absolutely deboing folks out there. Love the Pelicans at four. Uh, number five, I have Memphis, 21 and 13. John Morant, another MVP-type caliber season. I love that team. Gritty, tough, young brash uh they'll talk a little shit and sometimes that shit comes back to bite them in the ass uh as we saw christmas day but i got memphis at five uh number six i got milwaukee at 22 and 12 uh Giannis and the boys again their team could have i think could have made it back to the nba finals that chris milton stayed healthy last year seems like that team's ready to go again uh right now i got them at six, number seven, I have Philly. They're eight and two in their last 10, 20 and 13 overall. Embiid and Harden. Harden looks a little bit, you know, is getting back 
out there is healthy again. He had been hurt most uh, early on in the season. Uh, Maxie's got to be the guy to be that third wheel along with Tobias Harris. Uh, if they can get those guys to play at a constant, consistent level, they're going to be all right. They could be. I just don't think that. I just think where do, where do they rank though? Uh, as far as long term, are they better than uh, the Nets? Probably not. Are they going to be better than the Bucks? Probably not. Are they better than uh, the Celtics? No. So, like again, what's their ceiling? It might be another second round exit. Uh, we'll see as the time gets going. Number eight, I got the Mavs. Uh, Luka Doncic, man, just absolutely the guy could be MVP. The stat line he put up two nights ago, 60 points, 20, uh, what was it, 60, 20, and 10, 60, 20 assists, 10 rebounds. I mean, the dude is a stud walking. I mean, the guy's just a playmaker. Uh, he, he really should be the MVP because you take Luka away from the Mavs, what else is there? A whole lot of nobodies. So I got the Mavs at eight. Number nine, I got the, another surprising team here, the Cavs. Uh, I alluded to it when we were talking about LeBron. Uh, Donovan Mitchell and them boys got are going. They're 22 and 19. I got them at nine. And then I got the Clippers at uh, rounding out the top 10 here, 21 and 19. Uh, the seven and three in their last 10. Uh, again, with I mean, that's a team that could really their team that could make it to the finals. I mean, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, uh, John Wall, like that's a team that could go win healthy if healthy. We've seen Kawhi. Seems like when Kawhi is 100 percent healthy, that man makes it to the finals or West, you know, conference finals every time. The question is, can he ever stay healthy? Um, and and that could be this year. That could be this year. Uh, Craig's chiming in here. He said, uh, Celtics, Nuggets, Bucks, uh, Celtics, Nets, Bucks, Nuggets, Pelicans as his uh, top five in his power rankings. That's not bad. I mean, you could flip flop a lot of those teams. Uh, that's, I mean, really, it just kind of comes down to preference. Uh, I think you got to put Brooklyn at one right now if you're going by playing right now. And not just like beginning of the season or end of the season, but right now, what team, if you won 10 straight games and you got the longest, hottest winning streak, you got to be number one in the power rankings, especially if you're Brooklyn uh, with those two guys. Let's get into um, the last bit here. We got some uh, MLB news to catch up on. Again, I'm just going to kind of read off this ticker here. Uh, oh, here we go. Uh, so since last week, we saw Corey Kluber. Uh, <laughs> Greg, hold on one second. Greg is now trying to say Kawhi Street Clothes Leonard. I doesn't quite have the, the ring as Anthony Street Clothes Davis. But uh, yeah. Uh, well, let's get into the notable baseball uh, transactions since last week. Uh, Corey Kluber in the Red Sox uh, come to agreement on one year, $10 million deal, dollar deal. Uh, it'd help if I could talk this morning. Kluber is, I didn't even think this guy was still in the league, but uh, good for the Red Sox and good for Kluber. Uh, nice one-year option for a veteran pitcher, former Cy Young winner. Uh, Rangers add, so remember, beginning of the year, they uh, beginning of the offseason, they added DeGrom. Well, now they go out and get Nathan Evaldi. Uh, so that deals two years, 34 million includes it, uh, includes a third year player option. So the Rangers going out and getting a nice one, two punch with DeGrom and Valdi. Uh, it just seems like that's what they always do, right? Like the Rangers are always trying to, let's see if it works out for, uh, for them for once, uh, left-handed rich on the Pittsburgh pirates in their agreement, one year deal, $8 million. The Giants finally get a free agent. Uh, they made a pair of additions, uh, signing outfielder Michael Confronto in two-year, $36 million deal, and left-handed reliever Taylor Rogers, three years, $33 million. I mean, I'm sure the Giant fans have got to be happy that their team settled for Michael uh, Confronto after missing out on Carrera and Judge. <laughs> 
Oh man, that's like, hey, we got hey, when you ask mom, hey mom, can we go to McDonald's? We got McDonald's at home. <laughs> and that's the McDonald's at home. We got Aaron Judge at home. Um the last one here, I think that was it actually. That was it for the last week on the um MLB news. Uh the Mets Correa situation still, I don't think that contract's been really signed yet. Uh, it's been reported that he's still got uh, some physical issues, but they're still working out a deal. They're still going to try to hold on to him. Uh, before we get into the end of the year MMA awards, uh, we have to uh, tease and peas to the soccer legend Pele uh, and tease and peas to uh, a once uh, Stefan Bonner that leads us into the MMA. Remember, Stefan Bonner was on the season one of the uh, tough ultimate, the ultimate fighter, tough, and uh, him and um, Forrest Griffin put on a hell of a fight. And which really tells everybody says like changed the way the UFC was viewed. Uh, people bought in after that, watching that number tough finale. So, uh, that was probably the most, one of the most important fight in UFC history. Uh, was that tough one chat fight and uh, Forrest Griffin, Stefan Bonner delivered. So uh, there's that. Uh, also, again, Pele passed away. So T's and P's to Pele as well. Uh, the soccer legend, greatest, I think probably the greatest soccer player of all time. So uh, let's get into it. This is the Bodkin show 2022 MMA awards, folks. Uh, since we can always do it at the end of every regular season, we can give out awards who we thought was who. And we'll do that probably on Wednesday show. Uh, Wednesday show for the Bodkin show week 18 preview before we preview the, the picks. We'll give out our NFL awards, but let's do the 2022 MMA awards. Remember, man, this year was absolutely wild. Um, so many champions uh, were, you know, lost their title belt. Uh, let me hold on one. I wanted to remember we began the year with. I wanted to count how many uh, champions had lost their belt. Began the year. Remember, uh, we've seen several titles change belts. Began the year, Izzy had a belt, lost it. Um, Charles Oliveira had a belt, lost it. Uh, the Bantamweight champ is still, Aljamain still had his belt. But he, I felt like he solidified his belt uh, this, I don't know, still some controversy, I guess, every one of his fights. But um, did beat did beat Peter Yan in a close fight. Uh, Volk is still the champ. He was the champ last year. Uh, remember, Usman started the year as a champ, lost it. Uh, I mean, the light heavyweight, uh, it was Glover, lost it. And uh, now we have no light heavyweight ch champion as Yuri uh, won it and lost. France is still the champ. Remember, start of the year in uh, women's straw weight, it was uh, Rose. She lost it. We saw that title change and to, to Wei Lee. So we've seen what? Uh, let me count them here. One, two, three, four, five, six. Because if you remember, Juliana Pena was the champion. She caught the champion. Uh, was the champion. Nunez got it back this year uh, at the very end of last year. Uh, so six title changes now some of that was obviously the champ getting uh the title back but six different title cha changes uh hands over the course of the year in mma i mean wow that's a lot uh and a lot of them happened in the championship rounds uh we saw the title change you know several fights and we'll, <clears throat> we'll go ahead and start giving out some of these awards uh I'm going to look this up. I just, cause I want to get some categories, right? So let's start off with 
We'll start off with. Uh, do we want to do fight? We'll say fighter of the year. We'll just do. Yeah, we'll go ahead. My male fighter of the year has to go to Alexander Volkanovsky. Um, I just think he. Here's the thing: if you want to give it to, I see a lot of award shows given to Pierre. I just think Volk, what he did, he had two fights and probably could have got another one. It, it broke his hand, but what he did to Max Holloway. 5-0 Max Holloway and just absolute demolishes uh Max in that in their three peat. I mean, it has put one of the best fighters in Max Holloway in a position where what does he do? Because I mean, the first two fights were close, but that third fight, I mean, Volkanovski is the only champion uh who didn't lose a round, okay. He didn't lose one single round all year. Uh, what he did to Korean Zombie pieced him up. They had to stop the fight. Uh, and then you saw what, again, what he did to Max was just absolutely incredible. I like, um, I, I got to give the Fighter of the Year award to Matt, uh, to Alexander Volkanovsky. And he's going to open up the year in February in Perth, in Australia. And he's going to try to go double champ champ. We'll see if he can do that against Islam. But uh, I like, uh, yeah, I like Volkanovski as my uh, fighter, fight, male fighter of the year. Uh, my female fighter of the year, it, this one was hard. And uh, I'm going to, I got to give it to Zhang Weili. Uh, just what she did in her two fights. Uh Remember, she uh, she beat beat the mess out of Joanna Jacek uh, in her bounce back fight early on in the year, and then uh, beats the mess out of Carla Esparza. Makes quick work of her, gets the belt back. Yeah, uh, Wei Lee is probably my fighter of the year, female fighter of the year. If Kayla Harrison probably wins the PFL again, I might have gave it to her. But just the way Wei Lee went out about business. I just handled it in two fights this year. I think you got to give her the uh, female fighter of the year, maybe even comeback fighter of the year, right? Like the way the 2021 went uh, compared to 2022, I think you got to give it to to her. Uh, I mean, there was a couple of a couple other female fighters that you could have gave it to. Uh, I'm looking at some of these categories, you know, somebody had Valentina. Valentina only fought like once or twice in the second fight. I thought she lost to, um, what was her name? Uh, Santos. And, and in that fight, uh, it, it wasn't for the clash of heads, you know, Tyler Santos probably beats, uh, shit, Valentina. That's, I mean, that's just the, what, <laughs> what the... I mean, that's what the craziest thing is to that one. Um, they got a category here, Breakthrough Fighter of the Year. To me, uh, Breakthrough Fighter of the Year is none other than um, Sergey Pavlovich. I mean, I hadn't really even heard of Sergey. He had taken like two years off, and then he comes out. I mean, absolutely scorches, uh, scorches Derek Lewis. And Tatu Avasa, and is now number three ranked in the in the heavyweight. Yeah, I'd say he broke through. When you can knock out Derek Lewis and Tatu Avasa in about two rounds, I'd say to me that uh, your breakthrough fighter of the year, uh, and you put yourself in a chance now. I'm gonna plug my uh, to win. Win the title next year. Uh, looks like they're going to do maybe, hopefully, do Jones and Naganu next, and then who do you, Pavlovich? He could fight Surreal Gone he, or Curtis Blades. He beats one of them two. He, he's next. He's next. He's one fight away from a title fight. In the beginning of the year, and he wasn't even in the top ten. Um. So yeah. Sergey Pavlovich uh, gets my um, breakthrough fighter of the year.
So Craig is saying he likes uh he he likes the way Lee as well for his female fight of the year. Uh we get into fight of the year. To me, it's it. it can't, I knew this fight was going to be fight of the year, just the way it was. Um, it's UFC 275 for the light heavyweight champion Yuri and Glover. That fight was absolutely incredible. Uh, it went five rounds in the very like 15 seconds left. Yuri chokes Glover out, which who would have ever thought that? Uh, you know who had that on their bingo card to win the light heavyweight title. I, I just think that, uh, man, that fight was just so back and forth. Glover seemed like an old Rocky movie. Just, uh, you know, every time he was in trouble, he would bounce back. Uh, Yuri, when it got to the ground, was able to get out of it. Uh, that was incredible action-paced five-round fight. Uh, I I love that fight. Uh, I'm looking at uh, some other people's the nominations here. They had Gaethje and Michael Ch Well, that was last year. Uh, Vulcan or that was nice year too. Uh, Hamzat versus Gilbert Burns. They had so there's a couple of, of fights there. Uh, you could have you could have even went um, you know Wonder Boy and uh, Kevin Holland, but that really wasn't five rounds. Michael Chandler and um, Dustin Poirier was a great fight, but that was three rounds. So it's hard to beat a five-round action-paced fight. Uh, I, I really, I, I really like that fight. I there was such a fun fight. Uh, Craig Skies breakthrough Jamal. He likes Jamal Sweet Dreams Hill. Yeah, that's possible. Um. Let's see. He says Yuri Glover. He said he changed it to Dustin and Chandler and Shemayev and Burns. Figa Moreno three. Well, Craig, I mean, you listed five fights there. Give me, give me your fight of the year. You can't list five fights. I, I'm giving. I'm saying mine here, and it was just because it was a five round banger. I mean, absolute five round fight banger. Um, it, it, it's got to go. It, it's got to go to Yuri and Glover for me. Wish we would have got to see that rematch uh, last month. Unfortunately, Yuri gets hurt. Now it's Glover and Craig's breakthrough fight of the year, Sweet Dreams Hill. Uh, knockout of the year? I mean, to me, it's only one answer. I mean, it was moment of the year. Uh, moment of the year. It's it. Craig nailed it over here. It's... Uh, Leon knocks out Usman. Uh, that I mean, that's it. I mean, you have Kamaru Usman, the pound per pound uh, number one fighter, winning the whole. I mean, he won four out. I had him up four one on the going into the fifth. He cruises and then the leg kick lands. He's done. Knockout of the year, moment of the year, headshot, bang, pound per pound. What? Uh, how do you like me now? Is what Leon said. I mean, what are they going to say about me now? That I, to this day, I still get goosebumps thinking about that. That was the defining UFC 2022 moment of the year, uh, knockout of the year. Um, you know what? A moment of the year. All of it goes to Leon Rocky Edwards right now for that. I mean, it, he's down. I mean, it's over. I mean, Usman just got to. Uh, credit to, you know, and credit to Rocky, uh, it, it, I mean, just knocks him out. I mean, cold, collapsed him, sent him into the shadow realm. Uh, we still haven't heard from really too much of Usman since. Uh, allegedly, they're going to do Usman Edwards 3, uh, hopefully in London in March. And uh, we'll see what happens there. I mean, just did not seem like Leon was getting it going. And then, what do you know? Boom. Moment of the year. I mean, absolutely. Uh, just send him, send him into a different realm. 
knock it out. Was knock out of the year. Shout, uh, honorable mentions got to go to Chandler. Uh, knock it out, Tony Ferguson with the front kick. Sent him into the shadow realm. There were some incredible knockouts all year, but those two, uh, to me, are uh, you could Cheeto Cheeto Vera knocking out. I'm uh, uh, not uh, Frankie, but um, what was his name? What's his name? The you know, old Bantamweight, um, Cruz, Dominic Cruz. I couldn't think of his name for a second. Uh, so, yeah, I got to – I mean, it's got to be it, – that's the knockout of the year. I mean, uh, we get into submission of the year, submission of the year. Uh, it, to me, it's, it's Yuri over Glover again. Uh, I got to give it to you because nobody saw that coming. And he's losing in the fifth round. He's losing uh, that fight. And for Yuri Prohaska to tap out Glover to Shara in a rear naked choke, absolutely wild. Um, did not see that one happening. Uh, I, I mean, it, it's – so I, I give it to uh, Yuri Prohaska as my submission of the year award um, for 2022. Uh, upset of the year. Man, um, this one is hard. Upset of the year. It, uh, to me, it's got to be, a man, upset. Because it was a title fight. It might be Leon Edwards. Um, I I think that might be it. Like, can it be Leon? Can Leon Edwards be upset of the year because um, you know it, it 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 wasn't there? Like, I mean, he wasn't. He was the dog in that fight. Uh, it it might be uh, Leon Edwards might be. The upset of the year, like I said, that what he did to Kamara Usman, uh, give that man all the awards. Uh, so yeah, I'd probably say it could be it could be Leona's upset of the year. Uh, I mean, last year it was Juliana Pena. It you remember he she when she beat uh, Amanda Nunez. I'm trying to think if there was any like huge like super huge upsets if. If Tyla Santos, again, she beats Valentina, and that's if, uh, like we all thought she was, she that's upset of the year. But I don't really know uh, if there was a, you know, uh, other than that. Uh, most boringest fight of the year, Asparza and Rose. That fight was an absolute snooze fest. And... Uh, yeah, so let's. I want to break down. I'll just preview 2023 here going forward. So, like I said at the top, there were six champions uh, to be, you know, new champions, or even even Brandon Moreno really got won the interim. So who who do we see? Is there belts on the line? Obviously, is there somebody that? How many? You know, is there some ch people out there right now that could be champion? Next year, this time next year, how many times will we see the title belt uh, flame? Well, it starts out in Brazil, Moreno, Figgy, four. Uh, we'll see. I kind of like, uh, I don't know who's going to win, but that fight, and we'll preview it. But, I, I mean, again, we'll have a, a unified. I don't know if anybody else in that flyweight division is capable. Uh, in the bantamweight, I mean, this – I mean, matchups are yet to be made, but um, it looks like we're getting Henry Cejudo versus Aljo. Give me Henry Cejudo so right off the bat. And then you look after that, it's it's O'Malley. It could be uh, Dominic, or not Dom, Cheeto Vera, Vera and Corey Sanhagen, Marab. Uh, I'd like to see how come they haven't made Marab, Marab versus Peter Yan yet. Let's get that fight on the books here. Uh, Craig saying Sparza over Rose. I'm saying I'm saying that was the most boringest fight in the world, Craig. That was the worst fight of the year, Sparza and Rose. Mm -hmm. 
so the bantamweight, I do think that I do think Aljo could drop it in the featherweight. Uh, here's a guy I want to see. A guy I think it, I'm going to make a couple bold predictions as we go through this. I think by the end of 2023, Ia Tapora will have fought for a will will could fight or be one fight away from fighting for the uh, flyweight championship. Uh, I think Arnold Allen could be right there too. Uh, he's number four, but I'm trying to find a guy that's out of the top, like four or five. Ia Tapora is nine. So I think Ia Tapora could fight for the flyweight championship or featherweight championship. I don't see anybody taking away the featherweight championship from Alex Volkanovsky. I, I don't know if he beats Islam. Uh, we'll find that out early. Islam's the champ right now at, at lightweight. A guy I really like is Rafael Faziz. I'd like to see him and Islam fight. Um, we'll see what happens at welterweight. Here is my bold prediction for welterweight division. Shavkat Rachmanov will fight for the title or be one fight, or he'll fight either for the title in 2023 or in the first quarter of 2024. Uh, which in that fight, like in the, I mean, like the first like four months, three months of 2024. Uh, the worst thing that happened to Shavka already was that um, Jeff Neal backed out or got hurt. That fight was supposed to happen in January. So I was thinking if he could beat Jeff at seven and then he fights somebody in the top four or five, uh, you know, uh, Bilal Muhammad or, you know, somebody like that, he would, he could, he could fight for the title if he fights for three times. But now that he's not fighting somebody in the top 10, uh, that kind of hurts him. But watch out for Shavkat Rachmanov. He is a future welterweight champion. Uh, I've only said that about a few guys. I truly believe Shavkat is a future welterweight champion, much like I think um, – Tommy Aspinall is going to be a future heavyweight champion someday. I mean, he's got the injury. Uh, we look at middleweight real quick. I mean, you start off with Izzy and Piera too. And I mean, I don't know. I think Robert, I, I mean, Pierre is tough, but I think if he gets a wrestler, somebody, uh, you know, Robert Whitaker, I think, I think Bobby Knuckles could be, Piera. Now, for some reason, he struggles against um, Izzy, but watch out. If if Izzy loses to Piera again, then it could be Bobby Knuckles next, and he fights Piera, and I think he could beat him. Uh, looking at light heavyweight, again, this this division such a mess now with the open open title. Um, and it's it's now Glover and Aunt Jamal Hill fighting for the title. I like I think Glover's going to win that fight next month. Uh, I just think that because Glover's ground game, we're going to find out a lot about Jamal Hill. Can he can he defend the takedowns of Glover? Um, I think that title. I think I really think this belt could switch hands two or three times this in twenty twenty three. It, no matter who wins on that January card, whether it's Clover or Jamal, uh, Clover could retire right there on the spot. Uh, maybe he fight continues to fight, but I wouldn't take him to beat Ankaleev. Uh, Rakic is hurt. We'll see what Jan Bohovich does. Uh, Anthony Smith is right there at six. I mean, that division's wide open for somebody to take it. Then we get to the heavyweights. Uh, man. Here's Francis. If they do Francis and Jones, hopefully, like we expect them to do. Again, that to me is a flip. I'd probably maybe give the edge to Francis because we've never seen Jones at heavyweight, but who knows? And they might as well take Stipe off the rankings because we haven't seen him. Let's remove him from the rankings. And then you got, I'd like to see, I think, Sergey Popovich. Man, him and Francis would be a fun fight uh, because we've seen Sergey knockout Derek Lewis tied to Avasa. Uh, and I think if he fought Curtis Blades, I would favor Sergey. I, I don't know about him and Surreal Gone. That would be interesting. But uh, 
I think Francis and Sergey would be a hell of a fun fight. Somebody's going to sleep. And we get into the women's side. I don't think anybody's beaten Zhang Wei Li in the strawweight division this year. I mean, there's not really – nobody's really out there. I think she's so much improved. I know Rose has beat her twice, but Rose needs a get-right fight. And I don't see anybody really out there that can beat her. I think this time next year she's still the champ. Uh, Valentina, again, I think – if Tyler comes back, she could beat her. She was so close last time. Uh, you know, and then you look at uh, Bantamweight. Unless unless uh, we get Valentina versus Amanda for in Bantamweight, I don't know we if anybody's beaten Amanda at Bantamweight. She's already beat everybody. Unless they're going to do Juliana Pena, Amanda, three, two, three, I guess. Uh, but, man, the second fight was just so one-sided. Uh, Amanda just beat her down and bloodied her. Uh, I I don't think that anybody's beaten her, and there isn't any women's featherweight. Um, I mean, until uh, until um, Kayla Harrison comes over, Amanda's got no nobody to fight at featherweight. Uh, so that's kind of our um, MMA awards show for 2023, and a little preview of 2020 or 2020. 22 and uh, our preview into 2023. Look out for a couple fighters I want to, I think that are going to make leaps and bounds. Again, I talked about Shavkat. Uh, each division, if I go each division, if I had to pick a guy to make leaps and bounds and maybe fight for a title, let's just say in the top 10, uh, in the real quick, in the flyweight. That Amir Albazi at seven looks real dangerous. I think he could fight for the title or uh, watch out for him in the Bantamweight. I think Cheeto Vera, I think at the end of the year, I really feel like Cheeto Vera, Marlon Cheeto Vera could be the champion at Bantamweight. Uh I really do. I'm not guaranteeing that, but I just think that if I had to pick a future champ, if I had to pick one from each division, I'm going to go with Cheeto Vera. Uh, and then in the featherweight, I gave you Ia Tapora will fight for the title, but if I had to give you the next champion, if we're if I had to, I think it's Arnold Allen. Uh, I, and then in the lightweight title, I think it could be Volkanovski. I really do. I, 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 and I like Fazit, Rafael Faziz too. Um, I, out of a lot of those, uh, a lot of, out of the, those guys going forward in the welterweight. I told you Shavkat middleweight. I told you, give me Bobby knuckles in the light heavyweight, man. I think Ankaleev can figure it out and gets, gets the job done. Eventually they'll have to re give him a title shot. Uh, and I think Ankaleev could probably be your future. Is your probably your guy? Um, and in the heavyweight, like I said, I think Sergey Pavlovich. Uh, I'm him. Uh, Tommy depends on what how long Tom Aspinall's out. I'd like to see Aspinall come back. Uh, he could very well be again the title. The you know right there. I think he's a future champion. Uh, eventually, I don't know if it'll happen in 2023 due to the injury that he has sustained this past year. Uh, in the straw weight, I don't like anybody, but if you gave me, uh, I had to pick somebody, uh, give me, uh, is Mackenzie Dern at seven? Is that too far? I think she could, if she can went rattle off a few wins, she wins two and then fights at the back end of the three uh, or the quarter part of 2024, she could get it done. Uh, in the flyweight, I, I man. I think Tyler can do it. Um, you know, I know she's only ranked two, so it's not much of a shocker, but I just, I really do. Uh, Grasso's pretty good as well. And in the Bantamweight, there really isn't anybody I feel great, comfortable again. Uh, maybe Raquel Pennington. I just don't, I, I don't see anybody else uh, there. So that's it, folks. Uh, this has been another great uh, weekly wrap-up show, so we, we appreciate you all tuning in. 
be a friend, tell a friend, hit the like, subscribe, share button. Um, have a good rest of the new year. Be safe out there. Uh, you know, don't drink too much. Don't drink and drive and, uh, have fun. Be safe. We wish you wish you all the well. Remember, this has been uh, our last. This will be our last weekly show before the new year. So uh, I, I do got to give a quick shout outs to everybody that's helped this channel grow. And I've only been really around for about six months. Uh, I think June is when I really started this version. So much of the uh, Bodkin show, and we've added. Uh, first off, I, I got to thank my guys Kenny and Craig. Uh, Kenny has done. He hasn't been on the show, but it's done so much. On the uh, back end, helping me with the cool videos, the the layouts and things like that. Um, Craig has always been, you know, helpful coming on the shows as well. Then special shout out. I got to shout out Dan Harris. Uh, Let's talk sports. Uh, that's I mean, this channel's really I don't know where I would be without Dan Harris and Let's Talk Sports. Uh, I don't know if we would continue. We've been able to continue. We've been able to reach and find new people due to him um, platform has grown severely due to him. So uh, Dan Harris, I appreciate you get well, continue to recover. We miss you. I uh, wish I could talk to you every day um, uh, about sports and everything like that. Uh, you know, once we stream. So Dan uh, shout out to uh, Johnny and Tanner as well. Uh, all the guys at the sports buffoons and everybody else. Um, and uh, shout out to my lovely wife who lets me do this as well uh, all the time. Shout out to all the commenters, uh, Landis, uh, Johnny Cruz Jr. who comments a lot, uh, all the guys, anybody that's really associated with Let's Talk Sports. But shout out. I'm looking forward to see what 2023 could bring. At the beginning of 2022, I never thought I'd start doing this. And here I am six months in, uh, close to 100 subscribers. All close to a thousand followers on Twitter. So uh, we continue to grow, continue to get better, and um, we'll see what the world brings in 2023. Wish you well here at the Bodkin Show. Be a friend, tell a friend, folks. I'm going to hit that outro, waiting for new beginnings here in 2023. I'm excited to see what happens. Uh, we're going to continue to work with Let's Talk Sports all the time, as always, and uh, you'll catch everything right here. Appreciate you.